0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We got to talk about TJ Hawkinson today. Um, TJ Hawkinson has been leaving practices, and so we know clearly that means there's some money on the table or some conversations about money on the table, um, but it still hasn't happened he still hasn't gotten uh, the extension. That was one of the reasons why he left the Lions. So we'll talk about that next. But we also have Don Barber coming up on the Ron Johnson Show. Really, really special guest. Don Barber, brother of uh, the late, great Marion Barber III. Uh, The Barber family, we'll talk about that as well, being one of the best uh, families, most well-known families in Gopher football history. We got both of those coming up on the Ron Johnson Show.
2: Locked on Sports Minnesota
0: Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse
2: voices of your local experts. Now, the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now.
1: Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson and this is the Ron Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Like I said, on today's show, we got to talk about T.J. Hawkinson. We have to. We have to. And we also have Don Barber joining us in the Hanging Ron Johnson segment and then, of course, we have the Daily Three. But I want everybody to know, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. And again, the season is getting closer and closer and closer. The further away it is, the better chance you have of getting a really, really good parlay early, a really good prop bet early. Once that season starts and people start to figure out and the bets start getting laid, those odds get worse and worse for you. So they're better right now. So don't forget to jump out there now and check out some of these early, probably, especially if you know the Vikings are going to beat the Buccaneers. I think they are. I think it's a lot for them to beat the Buccaneers, depending on who's quarterback. So make sure you go to FanDuel.com, backslides locked on to place that bet. Uh, also again, we know Minnesota, you guys can't do it. So you can feel free to drive to Iowa. Cause I've done that. It works. But as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, uh, looking at TJ Hawkinson, we talked about this and, and, and you, you brought up some good points, uh, with, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Why is he not signed? He's been leaving like the night practice. I know he left early. What's that about? I'm like, well, usually, uh, if there's a contract negotiation going on, uh, both sides want to be respectful of each other, but also responsible uh, the responsibility side of it is they don't want TJ Hawkinson getting hurt and they're trying to work out a contract or, and I'm not saying this is happening, or a possible trade. Secondly, TJ Hawkinson doesn't want to get hurt if he hasn't signed that deal yet. And so we know other teams are going through this as well. It's part of the business. It's the business side of football that everybody hates. Um, and this is why players want their money because they're like, look, if I get hurt, what, what kind of financial security do I have? If you look at TJ Hawkinson currently, which he's making a lot of money, but currently his total value contract was nineteen million dollars. Uh, it was going to be four million dollars average for the year. When you look at average salaries for the year, Sam, I'm gonna name some tight ends. You just say better than or not. Okay, is T.J. hogginson better than Darren Waller? No. Close, making seventeen million dollars a year for the Giants, which is probably why they're like, "Look, Saquon, man, we just got this like high pay tight end for Daniel Jones, like just like Travis Kelsey is to Kirk or to uh, Patrick Mahomes." So give us a minute. But is George Kittle? Would you say George Kittle?
3: I'd say George Kittle is better. Would you say Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey is better. Dallas Goddard. Uh I don't know about that. I think I think I'd take Hawkinson. Uh Mark Andrews with the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, we're, now we're getting into the tough territory. <laughs> I I think that Hawkinson's right there.
1: What about Kyle Pitts, the rookie from the Falcons?
3: Yeah, more pot- more potential certainly, but um for now I'll take Hawkinson. What about Zach Ertz with the Cardinals? At his age, I'd take Hawkinson. Ooh, okay,
1: okay. We'll go Cole Comment with the Bears.
3: Hawkinson's better.
1: Okay, so I'm not going to go through this whole list because we could be here all day. TJ Hawkinson makes four million a year, as I said. Darren Waller, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Gollard, Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, David and Joku, Dawson Knox, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Taysom Hill, <laughs> which I don't even know why they haven't never tight in, but he's everything. Taysom Hill is making more as a quote-unquote tight end. Then um, T.J. Hawkinson, after Taysom Hill, you got Kyle Pitts, the rookie, that makes more than him. You got Logan Thomas for the Commanders. You got uh, C.J. Azuma for the Jets making more than him. You got Will Disley. Now, Will Disley, 16th uh, on this list. He's my guy from the Seahawks because I did have to get him one year when I had had Darren Waller in fantasy. Darren Waller got hurt, if everybody remembers that. I had a really good game against the Vikings, though, so I'm glad I had him. The Vikings still won that game, uh, but I had him, and he, he went crazy in the second half of that game. They still lost. Uh, almost won because that's what the Vikings were about. Uh, and then you, you got Janu Smith with the Falcons, who, if people don't remember, came from the Titans, really go with the Titans. Arthur Smith goes to the Falcons as head coach from the Titans. Well, of course he's going to bring Janu Smith. So we're looking at um, 17. You got Tyler Higbee for the Rams. You got Hayden Hurst for the Panthers. You got Josh Oliver. Josh Oliver for the Minnesota Vikings, Sam. Would you say Josh Oliver or TJ Hawkinson? Who's better? At blocking,
3: Oliver. <laughs> At everything else, TJ.
1: Josh Oliver is making $7 million a year. $21 million total value. Tyler Conklin with the Jets. Dalton Schultz with the Texans. Jawan Johnson, who's kind of a receiver hybrid. Uh, And then Gerald Everett with the Chargers. And then Moe. Allie Cox with the coats. Sam, that's a lot of names, Sam. Yeah, I'm in the 20-something range. So TJ Hawkinson has a gripe. He has an easy gripe. One, because he's not in the highest paid tight end in his own room. Like in his own room, he's the best, but he's not the highest paid. So right away, he could say, look, let's at least get to eight. Like make me the highest paid in the room. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Josh Oliver's making seven mil. He's getting 10 total guaranteed. Uh, He has 8.2 fully guaranteed. And then he's a 2026 void. So he can be a free agent in 2026 if he so chooses. So that was kind of his deal with the Vikings, three-year deal. Uh, You got 23, 24, 25, and then 26 was voided. Here's where I go with this, Sam. You have to be able to be the highest paid tight end in your own room. Like if you're the best tight end in TJ Hawkinson, there's no reason Josh Oliver should be making more. So the fact that he's leaving practice, the speculation is, I think the Vikings are just trying to find the number. Like, I gave you all the tight ends ahead of him. You look at, like you said, Zach Ertz. So if you're thinking Zach Ertz money, that's 10. If you think Hunter Henry money, that's 12. If you think Cole Komet money, that's 12. Dawson Knox money, that's 13. And then Evan Ingram, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, like that's kind of the, maybe the T.J. Hawkinson grouping. You're talking about 14. 13 to 14 million is where TJ probably wants to be. I can't say yeah. he's 17 of Darren Waller. I can't say he's a 16 of George Kittle. Uh, and then I don't care what Travis Kelsey's getting. He's not there. Uh, but Travis Kelsey also has said, just like Patrick Mahomes, I'm willing to sign uh, for less money in order to make my and help my team get to the Super Bowl. So that's my speculations there, Sam. I'm just going to say they're trying to find a number, one, that fits their cap. That was maybe one of the reasons why they didn't want to re-sign Dalvin Cook. So we talked about the 7 million. We talked about 8.6 with the – the jets the dalvin cook has they're just like look 4 million make that make that make sense to me coach i'm getting 4 million and you just signed josh oliver who is my second tight end he's my backup and he's making 7 now now he's not a true backup cuz they're going to go 11 personnel or sorry 12 personnel a lot we know that um they're going to want to have that two tight ends out there with two receivers and one running back uh they're going to have the two receivers or sorry the two tight ends cj ham uh and then two receivers so they're gonna have some hybrid packages and then we know we're gonna have cj ham with alexander madison or because we know there's been two running backs uh kareem hunt has come here and then most recently i think it was mike davis came here um and so when you think about all that you're looking for that second running back maybe because maybe ty chandler's not your guy or maybe you really want a two-headed monster with alexander madison to be one a one b um but you're gonna have tj Hawkinson on the field so my guess is these next two weeks he's gonna i mean we'll see today if he does the uh joint practices and then we can follow up mm-hmm. tomorrow to see if he even does the joint practice because if he leaves out of the joint practices then you know it's serious money talks and he's like look i can't get hurt because i'm trying to get at least at least 10 million dollars a year which i think he's worth it mm-hmm. but they are probably say look we can't afford 10 this year uh so can we give you like eight this year to put you ahead of one guy and then we'll like Every year we'll take it up, so eight, then 12, and then 14, and then here's your three-year deal or four-year extension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, backloaded. backloaded. Because you know the salary cap's going to go up. We already talked about that the next uh, three or four years. Uh, Who knows after the new CBA comes out how high it's going to get. But, of course, we have Don Barber joining us in the Hanging Around Johnson segment. But, Sam, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think? Because I know I've seen Mm T.J. Hawkinson walk off. I was on the field for the night practice. And uh, I I honestly think it's just that. It's the fact that Josh Oliver – because did you realize that? That Josh Oliver was making more
3: than him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Oliver got to that second contract, and uh, Hawkinson's still on the rookie deal, right? Yeah. So, um, the now the company line I think this came out yesterday. Company line is that he has an ear infection. <laughs> now, that that is a little fishy, right? Because you don't have a limp with an ear infection, you don't have a right. sleeve, you don't have a cast. It's very hard to prove that you do or don't have an ear infection. Uh, that's something that you would put out there if you wanted to, you know, come up with a reason why he's not staying for practice right. seems a little fishy to me. And if I'm TJ Hawkinson, I, I understand why he'd be frustrated. You traded a second round pick for me. I came into your team and I balled out with having no offseason in your playbook. And I still played great, had a great connection with your quarterback. I'm only 26 years old. Why wouldn't you want to get this done with me? Why, why would you yeah. be stalling to sign me when I've literally done everything that you wanted when you traded for me. So I I'm sure that it is about the dollar amount. He probably wants and deserves like a $14 million salary. And that is a big commitment. But right. when you trade a got for a guy who's in his prime, um, in a tight end, heavy offense. Now it makes all the sense in the world to, to get this thing done. So I get why there'd be a hold in or some kind of mysterious ear infection going on, uh, with TJ Hawkinson. So we'll see if we see him out there today. So he at least has to make more than Taysom Hill. Like,
1: Taysom Hill's getting 10 yeah. this year. So he's got yeah, to at, at least make more than Taysom Hill's average. Like, come on now. Give him 11. Or give him 10. Just say, hey, look, you're, you're, you're better than Taysom Hill, but we'll just give you that money right now. Uh, but, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, we know they're in a tough spot anyway because they they their cap was just completely destroyed by so many guys they had to just cut and move on from, and it's dead cap. Like, I think the Minnesota Vikings, when you think about dead cap space, are one of the worst. Like, they're one of the worst – when it comes to cap space and so that's that's kind of the problem with this is like when you put yourself in this situation uh it's not kirk cousins because we know he's not one of the highest paid quarterbacks anymore i think he's 14th. uh it is what it is but you know we'll follow up with this tj Hawkinson start story tomorrow I, i do know this if he has an ear infection for the buccaneers game he's playing so let's let's be real with that ear infection uh but that's what the nfl does i mean just like jonathan taylor he mysteriously has a back injury you can't you can't mri you can't see it. Like, oh, my hamstring is oh, – I just don't feel 100%, coach. Like, my hamstring's a little sore. You can't figure that out. He can run a couple – nah, I got that twinge. Let me go get this ice and stem. It is what it is, man. Like, I, I've seen dudes do it that had nothing to do with money. They just wanted to miss practice. So they <laughs> they, they knew they were the star. They knew there was nothing was going to happen if they had a hammy. And they knew the team would take it very serious. And so they – oh, yeah, man, during warm man, I think I kind of tweaked my hammy, man. Can I go in there and get some ice and stem? I'm not going to say any names. Uh, but, I, but I know in college, for sure, I had a, a veteran guy ahead of me uh, when I was a freshman and sophomore that did that once or twice just to, hey, man, I don't really feel like practicing. Uh, I know I'm going to the league. I'm, I'm going to just take today off. And then he would get like a day or two off, and then he'd show back up for Thursday's practice and be ready to go Friday, Saturday. We're playing <laughs> against whoever. So it, it happens. In the NFL, we had that guy minicamp. No, a number of veterans that had two three four five ten million in their contracts mm-hmm. they'd always do that so it is what it is man it's the name of the game it's about staying healthy all the way through but it's about getting your money uh but it's time to pay some bills because after that we got don barber coming up so before we get into the hanging ron johnson segment we're gonna pay some bills with one of our sponsors
3: let's tell you about fan sportsbook america's number one sportsbook great partner with us here at lockdown football season is here Regular season around the corner. This is the new promotion that's going to allow you to win all season long at FanDuel. You pick a team, could be the Chiefs, could be the Vikings, could be the Texans. You pick them to win the Super Bowl, make a Super Bowl futures bet, and then you get bonus bets every team every time that team wins during the regular season. Follow along all year, get those bonus bets that you can lay down on the dozens, the hundreds of NFL bets. At FanDuel, so many futures, so many live lines. You got prop bets, you got over-unders, you got money lines. You can put those bonus bets there at FanDuel. No better place to bet football than at America's number one sportsbook. The website to visit, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on or visit the FanDuel sportsbook app. Get started today betting the NFL with America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more.
1: Well, now it's time for the Hanger Around Johnson segment. And as I, as I promised, Dom Barber is going to join us on the show. Uh, royalty. I mean, the Barber name is royalty around Gopher Halls. I, I knew his dad because uh, when I played, my dad told me about his dad from Detroit Chatsy. Uh, and so I learned about, you know, Marion Barber Jr. and how good he was as a running back and, you know, from Detroit. And I mean, let's be real, man. Detroit football, we already know the names and names that join our show. Jerome Bettis, Braylon Edwards. Blah, blah. Marion Barber was another one. My dad, Ron Johnson, uh, you can go down the list. I've got Tony Dungy. And so then I started to hear about his sons. And then, you know, once I got done playing and I was, you know, I, I got the chance to see Dom Barber play. And I followed him as well, just like I follow all the guys. But um, Don Barber was a guy like he was a guy that would put his head in there. He would play special teams. He was a team first guy. So I got to bring Don Barber into the Ron Johnson show. Man, Dom, I want to thank you for joining me today on the uh, Ron Johnson show. So Dom, I want to jump out there, man. Like you're from Wyzetta, Minnesota from Minnesota. I see you're, you're, you you had your letterman jacket on for some reason in one of your pictures online. Um, but you are a kid from Minnesota and chose Minnesota. Was it because of your dad or what was it? Like, why did you choose to stay home? Because right now, and you know this, man, you see this going on all the time. There's always conversations about Minnesota kids leaving the state of Minnesota to go to Iowa, Wisconsin. But you were one of those kids that stayed home.
0: Yeah, uh, first off, appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, for me, a lot of different things. Uh, y- y- yeah, Pops obviously being a gopher leading the charge. You know, growing up, he'd always throw his old school tape on. Uh, <laughs> so that's always fun. And, and we, me and, you know, Mary, we'd try to reenact, you know, different runs or plays that he would do. <laughs> Um, you know, but, you know, full transparency, Minnesota's the only team that offered me uh, okay. very, I think, very similar to Marion, too. Right. Where, you know, obviously, that's that's the one that we're going to take. But regardless, didn't matter. I think I got offered late junior year uh, and it was one of those instant commits for me because I always look at there's no place like home. Uh-huh. Um, you know, even when, after I was done, played Houston for a little bit, I, I came right back home. Because there's something about the state of Minnesota, not just from, you know, academic and and institution perspective, but there's 18 or 19 Fortune 5s. So I look at business aspect of my Mm -hmm. life, life after football. We all think we can play football forever, but you can't. You got to have that second career and didn't know at the time what I was going to do, but I knew there would be opportunity back home here in Minnesota. And that's a big reason why, you know, when I was working in recruiting, I would sell after football not here, but after football because i think that's where a lot of opportunity uh presents itself here in the state of minnesota
1: and you just had a birthday august 2nd so happy uh, belated birthday uh my wife is also has an august birthday the 24th so uh you guys are in great company uh but looking at you you brought up a good point about only uh being offered by minnesota uh marion was the same way i remember i heard that story from glenn mason what is it about Minnesota? Like, because I know back then there wasn't social media. There wasn't like a lot of like, hey, I can put my tape online and Twitter and get all these like offers and blah blah. Um, uh, but what is it about that with Minnesota kids? Because, like you said, like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of kids that get that early offer from Minnesota, but unlike you, they then get that junior or senior year offer from Nebraska or Wisconsin or Iowa or, or and, and let's let's even go further. Like, we've had some kids go to Alabama. Yeah. Uh, that don't play you know yeah. like they're from here they go to Alabama they don't play and then they're like whatever they want to come back or, or or even Carroll Nick Carroll from Edina High School goes to Notre Dame barely plays comes to Minnesota and he's a guy yeah uh, why do you think so many kids take that the biggest offer versus the offer that's going to allow them to play and thrive and and do like yourself become an NFL
0: draft pick yeah you know it's a good question um I, I i even when i was working in recruiting i struggled with finding that answer you know uh quinn carol out of edina when i was working with clays in 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 fleck and staff you know over that transition mm-hmm. um you know very big catholic family right yeah. so i respect the fact that, that he went to notre dame because obviously notre dame's is catholic school Correct. but you know there's a lot of others that i just don't understand i don't understand why you know, Carter Coughlin, you know, obviously a, a great gopher, uh, had all the offers. He stayed home. And mm-hmm. why? Because he wanted to be the person to change the view of gopher athletics or gopher football. Mm-hmm. And I think that class, you know, Tweez and Antoine and, and you know, Uncle Bubba or my younger brother and, and many others, Tyler Johnson, uh, they were able to do that. That class of 2016, you know, you know, flex first year, I believe. Uh, They were able to turn some heads, and uh, they did a really nice job of, of, of you know, Minnesota is a great state. Uh, It's a great place to play, Um, you know. But it's tough to. I mean, I get it. You know, you get the Alabama or the Oklahoma. I know there's a kid here going to Oklahoma. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Uh, I I, I don't know if if you can go to Oklahoma and think you're going to play in the next year. Great, but. Why not do it here when you can be in front of your hometown team, your 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 family, uh, and you can start building that, you know, that gap of guys, the the four or five stars. And in my opinion, I don't care if you're a five star or half a star, mm-hmm. if you can play, you will be found and you will play on Sundays. You'll get that opportunity. Uh, no matter if you go to Oklahoma or North Dakota State or wherever you go, if you can play, you're going to be found. So. Right that's why i always say why 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 not stay home and i think coach fleck and staff they do a really nice job because they 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 they, they clearly they recruit heavily home mm-hmm. and you know i think their radius is that 7 8 hours where they don't love to go outside of that they will of course you got to go outside to the to the bigger you know floridas and texas mm-hmm. and world but a big focus is that 7 8 hours because that's a radius where families will drive up here, right? Mm-hmm. And so going back to Minnesota, I don't know if that answer will ever be figured out, to be honest. You're yeah. always going to have a kid or two that wants to go to Oklahoma or Alabama, and that's just what work is. Uh Get the guys that want to be here, and those are the guys that you work with.
1: Yeah, and, and you you brought up a good name. I, forget, I forgot to bring that up. I had that on my notes, but we got Marion Barber Jr., Marion Barber III, Dom Barber, And then you got Thomas Barber. Yeah. So he had three legacies ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Was his process even – like, did he even need to be recruited or did he kind of come out the womb and, (laughs) and, you know, and and as he became, what, 10, 11, 12, I think you guys were like, man, look, you're going to Minnesota. Shut up. Like, or or was it – like, did he have – like, was this his decision as well?
0: 100%. That's one thing (laughs) about my parents. They, you know, they they never pushed us to do anything, right? Like, I'm me and Thomas, we, we played hockey. Mm-hmm. And we love yeah. hockey. Honestly, hockey's probably my first love. I just happen to be okay at football. And so, <laughs> um, but no, Thomas, no, he was. I mean, he was he was very similar to me where when he got the offer, I'm pretty sure he committed in the next 10 minutes too. <laughs> uh, because we bleed it. I mean, yeah. truly, we bleed maroon and gold. It is home, it is everything to us, it has you know, given us education. It has given us relationships. And when we go over there, you know, we, we, we are accepted and, uh, you know, I can show up anytime and I, and I feel as though I'm still playing there. Right. And so that says a lot to me and obviously what they were able to do for, for my family when my brother passed and Mm -hmm. doing the celebration at the stadium, no better way to send them off than at TC or excuse me, Huntington bank stadium. And, you know, that's why it forever, I mean, the C College of Education and Human Development CEHD created a scholarship for them. So, yeah. you know, oh, wow. okay. through and through, um, you know, I am a gopher and I bleed it. And I will always, to my kids, I got four kids, two boys, and, you know, I'm pushing them. Hopefully, if they want to play sports, they're, you know, hopefully going to be gophers. Now, my wife, she is an Illini, and, you know, there's some you know cross breed there <laughs> but we'll cross that bridge when we get there if we get there um so yeah
1: nobody wants to go to Illinois whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We'll, we'll make sure to have some NIL out there for the kids. <laughs> make sure that they know, like, you don't want to be in Illinois. Yeah, no. You can visit Illinois. It's a beautiful right. city. I love Chicago. Uh, beautiful town. Great people. Uh, but, no, you don't want to be in Illinois. You don't want to be in Illini, uh, fighting Illini. What, even, what is that? But we're not going to talk about that right now. This is a gopher yeah. go day with Dom Barber. Dom, <laughs> uh, you, you just said something that I wasn't fully aware of. Um, you said there was a scholarship yeah. uh, created in Marion's name, Marion, your late uh, brother. Mm-hmm. What what is that, and what who does it benefit?
0: Yeah, so that's the scholarship. Uh, the, so the College of Education and, and Human Development, right? Yep. Um, it's the scholarship goes to w- the target is for you know kids of lesser, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, we want these kids to you know mirror Marion. Marion was huge in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was huge in inner city youth. He was huge in you know, giving back. Right. And so when they created this scholarship in his name, uh, it's definitely something that keeps him alive. And it's one of those scholarship, can't remember what it's called, but it it lasts forever. So it'll go on when I'm gone, when my kids are gone, when my Mm -hmm. kids kids are gone, it's it's forever uh, a a scholarship to be named. And so, yes, I can get you definitely more information on if you want to donate to the scholarship, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, very gracious of the university for, you know, putting this uh, out for, for him and for us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I'm forever grateful for and something, you know, I was able to go to the uh, scholarship luncheon here uh, a few months back. Thomas and I representing our family and mm-hmm. to be able to meet the, the students that wow. uh, is awarded this scholarship. Right. And and uh, hear about them learn about them, and then I can give, of course, this is who MB was, How, how this is how you know our family hopes that you carry the legacy on uh, as you move forward. But it is it is truly a, a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, because your family, man, is split. You got two offensive players, mm-hmm. you got two defensive players in your family. Yeah. I, I love to do that. I did this with Tyler Newbin and Jordan Newbin. Tyler Newbin, safety in Minnesota. His brother now is a running back in Minnesota. You and Marion never had, I don't think you guys ever had a chance to play together. Um, we definitely know your dad did, and we know you and Thomas were far apart. But who would you have a better chance of tackling, your dad or your
0: brother? Gosh. Uh, you know, I was big on shooting him out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I think because my dad's a little taller than than my brother was, center, it, you know, might be a little tougher for him to to, to stiff arm me, but. <laughs> You know, honestly, you turn the tape on, Pops, he didn't play around. Right. You know, and you're, you know, 6'4", 230 in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. I forgot about Different animal. And then, obviously, you know, MB was, you know. So, we did. We had one year together. And, you know, I don't know if you remember Mason. He had the gopher scrimmage. You Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, of course, you know, it's, you know, Barber, Barber, you know. And I think probably Lawrence probably running the ball. And yeah, you know he got me right. And, you know, I think I think he, you know, he 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 could have really got me, you know, because he had when, you know when when he gets you like this, you're you're not you're he wherever you want to go, you right. Know?
1: Also, oh, he was the. Blo- I remember that. So he
0: was the blocker, and yeah. you were the defender. You had to yeah. shed him to go tackle yeah. Uh, yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. And so he he did he pancake you? No, it, but he definitely could have problem ground him. Not you know he probably could have did like the lift in you know you know how it is. But I think he kind of gave me the the big brother <laughs> the little brother, <laughs> uh, and he kind of just took me off to the side uh, but it was a battle and and it was one that i wasn't gonna stand down and i was you know my freshman year i was although my nickname was biscuit you yeah. know because i was a biscuit away from being a linebacker i, I came in i was you know six foot 185 and, okay you know, five so back. yeah so then
1: and then after that you had the whole offensive team probably running oh, over oh, and, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah you know oh no I, I remember that because i remember I, I i dumped uh eli ward you remember eli oh, ward wow. so yeah Oh yeah, I dump, but see, I was I was 6'3, 230. So you give me some of these little corners and these safeties. Like I was, I was that's that's like Mason. Honestly, I think by my senior year, he made me do it one time. And after I dumped Eli, he was like, All right, we're good. We know you're gonna (laughs) block. So (laughs) he he really didn't put me in there too much because all the other corners by my time, I had like Jimmy Wyrick. You remember Jimmy Wy, he was short little, so yeah, Yeah. it was like it was like, Come on, man, like Mace, like and so actually I think once I had to do like a linebacker, like as if I was digging them out. Uh, okay. And you know most dangerous man drill and blah blah. Yeah. So, uh, and here's another question for you though: between you and your brother Thomas, the linebackers, yeah, because you did say that. Yeah. Who between you two would have a better chance of getting your brother, your dad down?
0: Uh, I'd probably say the the the, the Thomas. Thomas. Okay. Because yeah. he was a bruiser. I mean, he was a he, bruiser. Yeah. Let's be right. Real, yeah. Right. And he like he was that he is strong, But people don't. I mean, he's a—he's definitely a different cut body than me, and and probably oh, for sure. Group, but like, the guy is strong, and so, so can he take
1: you now? Then, if you guys wrestle now, because I know yeah, when you guys are you little. Know. I heard the stories from your mom. I heard the stories from your mom, and you guys had so much time apart. But now, if he was to like, you know, like, you know, because I, I wrestled with my dad, my brother, I mean, my father-in-law, and you know, if he you you two in the basement right now, like, is Thomas gonna get you now?
0: You know. <laughs> I got four kids and a dad bod. I'm gonna give <laughs> you know, I I, I don't my the, the heaviest weight I lift is myself. I don't I just do body weight only. Thomas, he still works out all the time. Um, so I'm I'm gonna give it to the younger brother, you know. Cause I'll say this,
1: man. Like you you've seen you seen the movie Martin Lawrence and uh Will Smith.
0: Mm-hmm. You got
1: daughters. Oh, God! You, you 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 gotta be ready, man, because you oh. know. You know, in about ten years, ten oh. to fifteen years, you' are gonna be answering that door.
0: Yeah,
1: and you know what I mean. You gotta. You, that, my dad was in the NFL, so when they show up, you know, right. them little boys going, you know, why is that a football player or something or right. a hockey player? They're gonna have that chest out. They're gonna be like, oh, okay, sir, nice to meet you. Know they're gonna try to give you the firm handshake. So yeah. I'm just warning you now, man. Like I'm gonna yeah. be, I'm gonna be in your corner for the next ten to fifteen years because we here. <laughs> You, you gotta, you know, I'm that's what you see me like, that's what I'm a vegetarian now, like, right. you know, I still hoop. So at 44, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, because how old are you now? What, uh, 37, yeah, so 37 yeah. on your birth, you know, so I got seven, see, I got seven years ahead of you, so yeah, so 15 years, man, come on, you got, you, I can't, yeah. I don't want to yeah. hear a story on ESPN <laughs> yeah. or something about like the number one hockey player in the state of Minnesota. runs up on Don Barber and breaks his hand, like shaking his hand. Like, come on, man. You gotta, you gotta.
0: The thing is I volunteer a lot of my kids school. Right. So they gonna know me. They gonna see me. Right. And so (laughs) to the point where, you know, and I don't, obviously I'm not bullying little. kids, Right. Oh yeah. What I do is if I hear, you know, my kids are, you know, something's going on at the school and I come volunteer and, and I'll go seek out this, you know, young person. And I don't, I don't, say hey don't do xyz to to my kids right hey you know uh let's let's change the narrative here and 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 flip the script right how would you feel if this happened to you right and oh i wouldn't feel very good about it well maybe we should try to change that before we go do that to other kids and then next thing you know i'm like a hero i go i'm not kidding i go to my kids school i walk in and it's like Hey, Mr. Dom. Hey, Mr. Dom. And I'm like, hey, you know, you know, it's the best thing, honestly. It's truly a, a blessing, and I got my boys, man. So, uh, my true two boys. True. Uh, if they gotta muscle up, they gonna muscle up, and <laughs> we gonna make sure. No, but can't wait for that. To be honest, actually, yes, I can. Time's moving too fast. My it my is. Twins it are eight. You know, my other guy's seven, and then a one year old. So. It's uh, it's just going too fast, and uh, you know I'm very blessed to to have what we have.
1: It is, it is, because I remember I think you had to be like sixteen, because okay. I would have been like twenty. No, wait, no, you'd have been younger than that. I was twenty-one. You were fourteen, because huh. I was twenty-one, and you might not remember this. Uh, but you guys came to like one of Marion's games. And so mm-hmm. I remember you as like a young high school kid, you know, you know, young in the face showing up. I remember your dad introducing me and he, you know, and I think I asked your mom or something, like, is he going to, you know, is he playing football? And, I, you know, I'm pretty sure she did say hockey. Like, so I do remember that because I because for me being from Detroit, I didn't know black kids could play hockey. Like, I, I just didn't. <laughs> And I think that threw me for a loop because I was like, that was one of the first times I'm like, black kids play hockey.
0: Yeah. And then as
1: time has gone on, now I've got a chance to interview JT Brown because of his yeah. dad, uh, you know, and he played at because uh, uh, are you guys around the same age? You and JT Brown?
0: Uh, no, I, I don't think, because so. he was at Eastview. He went to yeah, Eastview I don't and played hockey I there. I'm, I think I'm be, I think I'm before. OK,
1: okay. But yeah, no, but I met him and he and I talked and I met his wife and kids. Uh, we did like a little charity event together, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I've met more guys now and friends of ours now have kids that play hockey at uh, St. Thomas Academy, black African-American kids. And so I've got yeah. a chance to talk to those guys and uh, dump, Ale- you know, Matt Dumba about his yeah. uh trying to get african-american kids gear and get them on the ice and so on and so forth because it's an expensive sport so no i definitely uh, remember that but last one before we get out of here man i want to thank you for joining me on the ron johnson so it's dom barber i'm ron johnson uh, i want you guys to remember you get any of our podcasts on youtube also amazon fire roku whatever tv device you have. and of course SiriusXM. we thank SiriusXM for being a proud partner of locked on sports minnesota and the ron johnson show but uh dom one quick before we get out of here man And there's one thing because, you know, you guys were a big time family in Minnesota sports. You know, your dad's on the wall. Your brother's on the wall. You're on the wall. Thomas is working at the school. He's you know, he's one of the best in his group. And when you think about, you know, your memories uh, of just football and life, and I know you've told this, these stories uh, or thought about it numerous times. But What's one thing if you were to leave something for people to remember about Marion Barber? What's the one thing you want people to always remember about Marion Barber?
0: uh, uh the, the his love that he had for not just his teammates uh but the fans it, it, the guy the guy played <clears throat> he played for he played for the state of Minnesota mm-hmm. he played for whoever he was playing for Dallas Cowboys what doesn't matter um he he all he wanted to do was to win he didn't, yeah. he, didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't want the accolades he didn't want all, the, all he wanted was a Rose Bowl or Super Bowl. That's it. And, and oh. he was a great teammate. He wanted to be a great teammate. And that's who he was. That's who he will always be to me. That's how I will always portray him. Being able to be his teammate for that one year I got uh, when I was a freshman, uh, you could just see people evolve to him. He led. Um, you can ask any of his boys, Lawrence, you can, even his boys, Tashaw Choice, Felix, All those guys will say the same thing. We followed Mb. He was the guy. Didn't say a whole lot outside Mm -hmm. the locker room. Couldn't close his mouth inside the locker room. (laughs) But all in all, the dude was all about team, all about fans, all about the kids, and, uh, you know, caught me off guard there on that one. But, yeah, he's, he's, uh, yes, uh, yes, the unbelievable person, brother, teammate, friend. Um,
1: yeah, so. appreciate you, man. We we got to get Dom Barber back on because you brought up a good point about the Rose Bowl and the scope of the Rose Bowl. We all know yeah. is going to change in twenty twenty four. You have yeah. UCLA, USC, then you have Oregon. Oregon will be joining the Big Ten, and so we're definitely going to have to talk about that with Dom because I want to get your thoughts on that. So we'll, we'll catch up with you in a, in a couple weeks, see what your schedules like. uh Definitely wants to go for football season starts. We got we yeah. got to talk about that. uh So we definitely got to get Dom back on. But I don't appreciate you for joining me on the Ryan Johnson Show. Up next, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Man, Sam, Sam, Don Barber was great, man. I did not think he was going to get into some of those stories about Marion. I love those, so I'm glad everybody got you to hear those. But remember, people, Sirius XM is a par- proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota and the Ron Johnson Show. Just so you know, the Twins host the Detroit Tigers, my Detroit Tigers, this afternoon at noon. You can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on the SXM app. Just search Twins, and you have to download the Sirius XM app on whatever app market you're using. Now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions. We can take about 30 seconds each. We took a lot of time with Dom today. Take it away, Sam.
3: Kevin O'Connell with a hot take. He got up to the podium a couple days ago, and he declared that Johnny Munt, our favorite tight end, is the best third-string tight end in the NFL. Is KOC (sighs) overhyping Johnny Munt, Ron? I can't
1: even get can't even get the question. I would, I'll be laughing. <laughs> yes, he's overhyping, though. Come on, man! Like, how do you know the third tight end for every team? Like, I get it. So this, is, <laughs> this is what I'll say. Clearly, he looks good. Clearly, he feels like he's making all the catches, running all the routes. Maybe he's like, man, he looks very similar. To TJ Hawkinson so if he's close to TJ Hawkinson he's gotta be better than some twos maybe even and he's our third tight end so he's definitely the best third tight end I'm guaranteeing that's his math but you don't know what other teams have a lot of teams don't even care about their third tight end so yeah if you want to if you want to give yourself a trophy for having the third best the best third tight end in the league feel free but yes, I think he's just trying to hype him up. And uh, But you know what? I, if we see some three tight end sets with CJ Ham and some big pack, because we talked about running the ball. I mean, he does bring that up. He wants to run the ball more. Maybe there's some three tight end packages coming out where TJ Hawkinson and, and uh, Johnny Munner are going to split out wide because you have the bigs in there and you got linebackers having to play cornerback. We'll see what happens after this uh, once the season starts against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What you got next?
3: Yeah, next up, uh, Chris Ottman Bell. We call him Crab entering his seventh year with the Gophers. And it sounds like he's going to play going to be full go on August 31st against Nebraska. He's been limited at practice, still nursing that injury, but he's on his way back. Ron, do you think that uh, Chris Otman Bell still has an NFL future after his seven years with Minnesota?
1: I want to say yes, just because the heart tells me, yes, like I like Chris Otman Bell. He's a great player from a business side. I have to look at and be honest with the business side. One This is going to, he'll be entering the NFL his eighth year since high school. So that means that's four, four, that's two full college seasons. Most guys, if you look at Don Barber, he played four years in the NFL. Chris Altman Bell at this point in Don Barber's life, he was retiring from football. Like a lot of guys retire or don't get picked up after their fourth year of the NFL, which that means they've either spent three or four years in college, maybe five. So, Chris Altman Bell is getting close to that like NFL retirement age, and that's and not age, but as far as like not getting a second contract. And I think that's going to be the key is like he's already entering the NFL at a point where a lot of guys are hoping to get a second contract, and rookies mm-hmm. are a lot cheaper in the longevity. So, I think it's going to be a business decision for a lot of these teams, Chris Altman Bell, but athletically, uh, physically, mentally, yeah, I think he's ready for the NFL. I think he'll be able to play, but can he stay healthy? But then, two, The business side of it, because we had Jordan Reed, ESPN analyst, draft analyst, and that's what he talks about all the time, the age. You know, guys like J.J. entering their second opportunity for a contract and still under the age of, uh, what, 26? That's the things that the guys are looking for. Chris Hoffman-Bell, I think, is headed towards 24, 25, and he's going to be a rookie. So that's going to be a tough one. Quarterbacks, I see that happen It's like Stetson Bennett. You know, they're talking about him, like, like wowing uh, some of these uh, GMs and stuff at practice. I just don't know about that when it comes to receivers, how they handle this. Because this is, we're headed, we're we're charting new territory. We're heading into new territory because we've never had this with all these COVID guys and these seventh and sixth year guys, how NFL GMs are going to view them. And so this is going to be kind of our first test at it.
3: Seven years is a long long time. time. Uh, The (laughs) Twins are in first place. Ron, four and a half game lead in the Central. Do you think that fans will remain invested (laughs) in this team? even after football starts with the Gophers and the Vikings, is this team going to carry through September? Are fans going to be still interested?
1: Um, I get paid to do it and I don't even do it. Like I'm going to be a little bit disinterested. I'm going to keep up with it. Of course, like I said, tigers are my teams. So whenever the twins are, uh, possibly playing a, a, a games against the twi- uh, tigers, I'm going to check it out. to see what happens. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough. I will say October, though. October baseball, no matter who's playing, everybody loves playoff baseball, playoff anything, uh, hockey, baseball. So if they do get to the playoffs, I think they can get some fans back. But in that little law of, like, what, 20-something games before the playoffs start October, that September law and that early mm-hmm. October law, I think they're going to lose a lot of their dollars, especially if it gets cold in Minnesota. They're going to lose a lot of their dollars because people yeah. will be like, look, my, my disposable income – I can either go sit outside or I can go sit inside. A lot of people are going to choose inside uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. And I think, yeah, you're going to lose a little bit about that disposable income group that's like, well, I can only do one of the two. I can't go to a Twins game, you know, at at 8 p.m. or whatever, 7 p.m. or 640 p.m. and then go to the Vikings game at noon on the same Sunday. I can't do it. Um, But you'll still have those diehard. There's always those diehard baseball fans that are going to be true to it and they're going to stick to it. The casuals. I think they're going to head over to football just because it's it's a shorter season, 17 games, and every game matters, unlike in baseball. But I don't know, Sam, what do you think?
3: Yeah, well, I'm a big baseball guy. I'll be locked in on it. The prospect of a playoff series, no matter what your record is, is exciting. So if there's playoffs on the horizon, I'll be interested. And that probably grabs on to some people, right? Whereas if you were in fourth place or third place, I think you'd be totally tuned out. But you can win a division title that uh, that might keep people interested.
1: Yeah, well, they got to win the division title first. A four and a half game lead, like you said, and a lot of baseball left. A lot of things can happen, but this is a nice, comfortable lead. I just hope they don't get too comfortable. But I'm Ryan Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. If you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel, where you can get all of our videos, all of our shows. Also Roku and Amazon Fires, I stated. And remember, people, SiriusXM. Now there you can download Locked On Sports on the SiriusXM app. You can also have the SiriusXM app with you at the gym. Imagine that, satellite radio? Why are you working out? Like, I'm on the treadmill. I'm on the Stairmaster. I'm I'm lifting because, like I told Dom, I got two daughters. I got to stay stronger than any dude that might show up. I need my phone. I need my music. I love to get the Dan Patrick show as well. And so that's why the SiriusXM app is great. By the way, it's channel 85. If you want to get NBC's uh, channel for SiriusXM radio, depending on your radio type But mine is 85. I get all the Dan Patrick show stuff. I get PFT. I get Chris Sims. And so there you can get that right on your phone while you're in the gym. Makes the workout go faster. An hour and a half goes like that when you listen to Dan Patrick. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. want to thank you guys and have a great day.